0: a poem by Carl Sandburg that's known as hope is a tattered flag and the verses are litany like with images or descriptions of hope especially in troubled times in a weary world hope is the shimmer of northern lights across a bitter winter night hope is birds who go on singing to their mates in peace war peace hope is an echo Hope is children singing chorales. And, most important for us, hope is Bach being broadcast from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. As it happens, this beautiful setting by Stephen Paulus was commissioned by the Bach Choir of Bethlehem. Not simply because Bach and Bethlehem are cited, but no doubt, because Sandberg is able to weave a fabric, like the titular flag, a tapestry of sights and sounds in our lives that, yes, can give us hope, can bring us together, broken though the world is, and remember the phrase, peace, war, peace, bring us together through beauty and song into a community of our common humanity. That's why Sandberg mentions hearing broadcasts not just from Bethlehem, but from Sweden and Japan and even bells from Moscow.
1: Singing.
0: There was a time 125 years ago when the Bach choir performances could only be heard in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. With the advent of radio, they could reach Chicago and across the country, and now, through the Internet, they can reach the whole world. The 2023-2024 season is a landmark year for the Bach Choir of Bethlehem. They will present and record the world premiere of Felix Mendelssohn's completed version of Bach's St. Matthew Passion, a red-letter occasion in the musical world. And just after the formal season ends, the Bach Choir will return to the source, They've been invited to perform in Bach's own church, the Thomaskirche in Leipzig, which was once the only place on earth where Bach's music could be heard. That is the origin point. And so, how fitting that only months earlier the choir will be presenting the world premiere of the version of the St. Matthew Passion by Mendelssohn. It is Mendelssohn and his championing of Bach that have been credited with the rediscovery of Bach and his music and reintroducing the beauty and hope and power of those works to the world. Our heads spin. Christopher Jackson is artistic director and conductor of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem, and he has had that post for one full year. Dr. Jackson paid a visit to the WVIA studios to talk with us about the anniversary season, the 125th, and what it means to be part of such a community, for that's the way he views the Bach Choir, and to invite others in.
1: I think the the single biggest takeaway from the job is because we're 125 years old now, you can feel that people over the course of 125 years have given to something more than themselves. So whether it's the choir who, you know, we, we tried to tally up the hours per year. If you count every choir member in the room and all the rehearsals and all the performances, it's probably over 10,000 hours of volunteer music making per year, every year. So we feel that. And and then also when I meet people who have been coming to concerts for a long time, Or who have given to the organization in some way it's clear that either the music is so important to them that it it is feeding something outside of themselves and they know its power or they believe in the community that has been created around the organization and that is also what they've invested their love and in many cases their their time and their money in but it's because they they understand the sort of impact that an organization that's been around for that long and that really wants to make the world better through music, what power that has.
0: And did you have any revelation, and I don't mean that with a capital R, mm, although yeah. that's very possible, what living with Bach solidly for a <laughs> year might have meant on any level?
1: Well, I've always known Since I was a performer, um, you know, I did a a lot of singing and I always felt that every time I worked on Bach, I became a better musician that always, I just kind of felt it. He demands so much of you technically as a musician, but then also there's large spiritual component to his music and of course the intellect that goes into it. So you're working with those three things all the time in Bach. (laughs) He wants you to be better at your instrument. He wants your your brain to, you know, to light up. And I think what people sometimes wouldn't guess about Bach is that he's extraordinarily interested in what happens in your in your heart. And if you are a spiritual person, that you're experiencing something very akin to a powerful sermon when you hear his music. So I get to spend a year, you know, at least one concert per month and I just feel myself growing all the time, not just because of Bach, but what I said about the community as well. When you witness the compound effect of 125 years of giving, it is humbling.
0: And is this the season that you programmed?
1: It is, yeah. And I'm excited about it. We're doing a few things. You know, Greg Funfeld, my predecessor, he was a creative programmer. So, you know, if I say that we're gonna be doing something perhaps a little different, it's not necessarily too far from what Greg was doing. I mean, Greg programmed Benjamin Britten and, and commissioned works by well-known composers Libby Larson and Gwyneth Walker. So this is not far from what Greg was doing. But our, our upcoming season is, it's interesting to me because of how we're acknowledging history and important anniversaries in Box life and the the history of the Bach choir while simultaneously looking looking forward to some new some new things
0: the rhythm of the season is the same in terms of a big concert and a holiday session and the Bach cantata series
1: That's right yeah so we have a monthly Bach at noon series it's the second Tuesday of every month and it starts at 12:10 p.m. Most of the year, it's in Bethlehem at Central Moravian Church, and it's a beautiful place to stop by. It's in historic downtown Bethlehem, and so you can pop by for a free concert and then wander around downtown and go have lunch. It's it's really lovely. And in the summers, it's in Allentown at St. John's Lutheran, which has one of the best organs in the area. And by area, I really do mean kind of like between Philly and New York. It's an exquisite organ. So that's our home for that. And we have our major concerts, Christmas, family, spring, and then huge festival. But we also have a a gala performance. And normally what we do for that is we invite a guest artist in. I think the last gala was Yo-Yo Ma. So, I mean, we we have a history of inviting in some, some rather tremendous folks. But because we're continuing to celebrate our 125th anniversary as an organization, we thought that there may be no better artist to feature than the Bach Choir. So, an opportunity came to us to record a new edition of Bach's St. Matthew Passion, and it aligned perfectly with this opportunity to feature the choir. And so, we're celebrating the choir as the guest artist for our 125th anniversary while we make a live recording of the St. Matthew Passion.
0: Word has it out of your office that you have a new director of the Bel Canto Choir, and I'd love it if you'd just introduce us to her.
1: I would be honored. So we have a new director of the Bel Canto Youth Chorus. Her name is Kelly Rocky. And I've known Kelly for a long time. You know, the choral world is a little insular, so that's okay. But I actually met Kelly through conferences in our state because she is so well respected and her choirs have been asked to sing at special occasions for these conferences they were selected because of their high quality and I had run into Kelly many times she teaches at Nazareth High School as well and I think has been there for 15 years maybe more her program is is wonderful she's a, a great conductor and a great educator so when the founder of Bel Canto, Joy Hirakawa, Dr. Joy Hirakawa, decided to step down. We knew that we wanted Kelly, because who who doesn't? She's very, very good at what she does. And it took a little convincing because she's very busy. And we had to change the night of rehearsals, which was unfortunate, but we knew we had the right person in Kelly. And Kelly quickly identified another educator to help with the the chorale that is from, I think, fourth through eighth grade. And that's Elena Swartz, and she's an incredible teacher for that group as well. So we are thrilled to to have these these wonderful new leaders in that position. We're really excited to see what they do. Kelly has focused on turning it into a fully mixed SATB choir where, where the bel canto of the past was mostly treble, not always, but mostly treble. And lo and behold, in her first year, she has a balanced mixed choir. So she has just as many tenors and basses as she has sopranos and altos. And for any of you choir directors out there that hear this, you know what a feat that is. So we're immensely proud, and we, we really just can't wait to see what the future holds.
0: Christopher, you've talked about the remarkable community that is the Bach Choir. One way we know to be part of the community is by attending concerts, but also by singing in the choir itself
1: we do have auditions coming up and they're soon but don't let that stop you if you're interested in auditioning for the bach choir so you go to the website and and look for the audition tab but if if you are interested and it's past the listed audition date please just email me cjackson at bach.org and the reason i'm saying this is is twofold We have people that travel from an hour to an hour and 30 minutes away for weekly rehearsals. And they do this because they love what happens there. It's a good community. It's good music. So if you are interested, don't hesitate. But the season in and of itself, you know, I alluded to celebrating some anniversaries and doing some new things. So I just wanted to tell you some of the stuff that we're going to do this year. Christmas. We are performing two works that were premiered in Leipzig 300 years ago. So we've got their anniversary marked. It's the Magnificat in D, which Bach fans probably know. another christmas cantata um kristen etzit diesen talk which is calls for four trumpets so (laughs) bach usually if he's gonna gonna send trumpets he sends three but this is extra festive so you get the the festive fourth trumpet but we're also premiering a new christmas carol there and it is part of an ongoing project that we're engaging in we're we're going to introduce a new carol every every year and you know, Bethlehem is the Christmas city, and so we thought it would be really fitting. So if you would like to see another world premiere, we're going to send the music out to ticket buyers ahead of time, and the Belcanto singers are going to record the parts to send to people. So we we want to invite people into our community. We believe that music is one of the fundamental aspects of the creation of community. So that's one of the ways we want to live it. The family concert this year is a dance collaboration with Muhlenberg College and the charter school for the arts. And we're going to be performing Brahms Liebeslieder waltzes, which are really fun, with piano forehands. And Greg Funfgeld is going to be coming back to be one of the the pianists on that. So it's going to be a great collaboration, and Greg is going to be there. And I know Greg has many fans out there in the world, so I'm just so thrilled he agreed to come back for that. And then Spring we're doing a cantata that a lot of people know, or at least they know the chorale tune, Ein festeburg ist unser Gott, or A Mighty Fortress is Our God. We're not 100% certain about this claim. I just want to be upfront about that. But it is very likely that the first time that was performed in the United States was in 1824 in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. And so it'll be 2024, a 200-year anniversary. But on that same concert, we're also doing Caroline Shaw's To the Hands, and that's a contemporary work by a composer that won the Pulitzer here in the United States. And so, you know, what I'm trying to, to do and to demonstrate is that we have a rich past to draw from, and there are still things left for an organization like the Bach Choir to do. You know, and somebody might be asking, how does that relate to Bach? Well, she quotes Buxtehude in the piece. And if you're familiar with Bach's history, those two are highly intertwined. So there's just so much out there for an organization that is still very Bach-centric to engage with in in the world, and, and we're doing it.
0: And then you didn't even talk about the Bach Festival.
1: Bach Festival, it's back. It's the second and third weekends of May down at Lehigh University in Bethlehem. And we are... Of course, performing the mass in B minor, which is reason enough to come. We have a guest artist coming in. His name is, it looks like Vincent Lauser, but it's Vincent Lause. He's French Canadian. He is a recorder player. And I know people may not think that recorder is the flashiest instrument on the planet, especially if you've had a grade school child with their little plastic thingamabob. But no, it, it was used heavily in the Baroque era, and it is very easy to steal the show with a recorder with really acrobatic passage work and sometimes really soulful, slow movements. And so Vincent Vincent is coming in. We're doing two Brandenburg concertos that weekend. We are doing a Telemann suite for recorder. We're doing two cantatas, both that call for recorder and that we're taking to Leipzig when the Bach choir has been asked to perform in Bach's church. Or the Bach Fest in June. So we've got a little bit of everything. There's definitely more. Charlotte will be playing the Goldberg variations there. I mean, it's if you like Bach, there is a lot to enjoy.
0: Christopher Jackson, artistic director and conductor of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem. And he has held that post for one full year. Dr. Jackson, Paid a visit to the WVIA studios to talk with us about the 125th anniversary season and all that's in store. There will be a Bach at Noon concert on September 12th from noon to one. And that will be at Central Moravian Church, 73 West Church Street in Bethlehem. A wonderful opportunity to enjoy Bach and celebrate the city of Bethlehem as well. The Gala Anniversary Concert and Fundraiser will be held on November 4th, and that is a recording of the live performance. It's their annual fundraiser, and it is historic in a musical sense as well. And in part two of our conversation with Dr. Jackson, he'll talk with us in more detail about what is so exciting about this world premiere of the Mendelssohn edition, the Mendelssohn version interpretation of the Bach. St. Matthew Passion. There'll be Christmas concerts in early December. The family concert will be in February. There's a spring concert on St. Patrick's Day, as it happens. And the 116th annual Bethlehem Bach Festival will be held the weekends of May 10th and 17th. And there's so much to be excited about. As we heard, if you'd like to take part, if you'd like to audition and become a member of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem, those auditions are coming right up. In fact, today, August 18th, is one of the days, 4 to 6.30 p.m. today and tomorrow from noon to 2.30. But there is one next week, Friday, August 25th, from 4 to 6.30 p.m. If you're interested and you can't make those auditions, then, as Dr. Jackson suggested, just email him and he'll make arrangements to hear you. See Jackson at Bach.org. C Jackson at bach.org. Rehearsals are held on Monday evenings from 7:30 to 9:30 p.m. at the First Presbyterian Church of Bethlehem. The 125th anniversary season of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem, the oldest. Bach Choir in America. The Bach Choir gave the first complete American performances of the Mass in B Minor of Bach in 1900 and the Christmas Oratorio in 1901. Since its founding in 1898, the choir has been attracting thousands of visitors from across the states and beyond to the annual Bethlehem Bach Festival. And as we heard, that will be held the weekend of May 10th and 17th, the 116th annual. For more information, Bach.org, B-A-C-H dot org, Bach.org. Bach.org.